This program is brought to you by Bible Media, under the oversight of the elders of the Chipman Road Congregation in Lee Summit, Missouri. Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The topic for discussion today in episode 190 is going to be from Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 through 6. Church, we need to remember that there is only one body and one way to enter that body. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 through 6 reads, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. Notice with me verse 4 once again. There is one body. God has told us right here in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 1 that there are not many bodies, but there is only one. There is one body, one spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. God never intended for there to be many bodies all calling themselves churches. He intended for there to be one body with one spirit over it, the Holy Spirit. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17, all scripture is given by inspiration to God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped unto all good work. The Holy Spirit gave us a gift. When we became a Christian, when we were baptized into God, in Acts chapter 2 and verse 38, then Peter said, "Let <clears throat> Repent, and let each one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gave us the Word, and he, God says that through this Word, we have all things that pertain to life and godliness, according to Peter. And so there's one body, because there's only one body of work that was given to us to tell us how to conduct ourselves in the house of the Lord. In 1 Timothy chapter 3, verses 14 and 15, the Bible says, But if I am delayed, I write so that you may know how to conduct yourself in the house of God, which is the church, the pillar and the ground of the truth. And so Paul wrote to Timothy, instructing him how to conduct himself in the house of God. And then in 2 Timothy, he would tell him that that scripture that he gave him was the only thing that would be profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete. There's only one body because there's only one scripture. There's only one body of work that calls itself the scripture that actually is scripture. There's only one Bible. And so there can't be multiple bodies because this one Bible tells us how we ought to act or how we should conduct ourselves in the house of God. And so God only gave us one body. Well, there's another reason why he only gave us one body, because there's only one Christ. John chapter 14 and verse 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes unto the Father except by me. Well, Jesus only has one body. Because he's one man. 
and he's God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. And so when Paul told the church at Ephesus that there is only one body, he was telling us that there's only one church. There's only one church. We've made many different churches out there that all teach different doctrines, but God never wanted it this way. He wanted there to be a unity amongst his believers. That's why he only gave us one body. Jesus would say, upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. But we have separated it. We've broken it up into so many little different groups, this group over here and this group over here, and we call it the one body that Jesus made. But how can it be one when it is so divided? Look at what Jesus would say. In Matthew chapter 12 and verse 25, But Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself will not stand. There's so much division amongst people that call themselves Christians today, but yet we still want to call ourselves the body of Christ. When Jesus clearly taught that a house that was divided cannot stand, there are so many different ways that people teach about salvation today. Grace only, faith only. This group over here teaches this. This group over here teaches this. We need to listen to what the Bible teaches about salvation. Mark chapter 16, verses 15 and 16. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized will be saved, but he that believeth not shall be condemned. Jesus gave the one way to salvation that he taught. And it was belief and baptism in order to be saved. Peter would repeat this in 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 21, where he says, The like figure unto baptism doth now also save, not the putting away the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So Jesus gave the one way that he intended for his believers to come to him. And everybody else has made up their own way. will pray the sinner's prayer or just believe or grace only, or faith only, or this way, or that way, and we're all divided over so many different issues on salvation, and that's just one doctrine. We're divided over so much that the Bible tells us that a house divided, it cannot stand. Is there any wonder why Christianity is falling apart in America, and why so many evil practices are making its way through our government, and there's nothing the Christian seems to be able to do? Well, it's because we are so divided amongst those who call themselves Christians. And a house divided cannot stand. This, is, this was never the way that God intended for the church to be. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 10, Now I plead with you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing, that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. Church, we need to remember that there is one body and one way to enter that body. In Corinth, they were divided. They were divided over this preacher or that preacher. Notice what it says here in verses 11 and 12. For it has been declared to me concerning you, my brethren, by those of Chloe's house, that there are contentions among you. Now I say this, that each of you says, I'm of Paul, or I'm of Apollos, or I'm of Cephas, or I'm of Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? And today we are so divided, each with our own little denomination. Well, the church is not a denomination. The church that Jesus built is the one church that does his will. 
whatever church is doing his will, that is the one that he built. And he only built one. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes unto the Father except by me. And then he said, upon this rock I will build my church. It's singular. It's not plural. He didn't build this church and that church and this church over here. He built one church that is perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. And when Corinth was not, Paul rebuked them for not being united. Now I plead with you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. They were to speak the same thing. There was to be no divisions among them. They were to be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. And so, church, we need to remember that there is only one body and one way to enter that body. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 and 13, the Bible says, For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that body, of that one body being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one Spirit. Notice the commonality between Ephesians chapter 4 and 1 Corinthians chapter 12. There's one Spirit. Ephesians chapter 4, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, there is one Spirit. There is one set of Scriptures that is right. The Bible that's the only set. It's the only set that can tell you how to live. It's the only one that's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. And so if we're following that, we're going to understand that the body of Christ is made up of a whole bunch of different individuals, but there's only one body. These, all these other different individuals with their many different gifts come together to make one body. And this is the way that God has wanted it since he started the church. In John chapter 17, I want you to notice how many times Jesus prays for oneness amongst his believers. But today, we're so divided that the church is dying. Christianity is falling apart in America, and it's because we cannot get together. A house divided will not stand. But we have to be together on what God has said. We have to be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment according to God's word. But in John chapter 17, in verse 11, it says, Now I am no longer in the world, but these are in the world. And I come to you, Holy Father, keep through your name those you have given me, that they may be one as we are. Notice, they may be one as we are. And then again in verse 21, he prays this same prayer that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. See, the world's not going to believe that Jesus was sent by God when we're so divided, preaching so many different things. It's only when we come together unified under God's word that's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction and in righteousness, that the world is going to believe that God sent Jesus. And then he repeats this in verses 22 and 23 of John chapter 17 again. And the glory which you gave me, I have given them, that they may be one, just as we are one. I in them, and you in me, that they may be made perfect and one. And that the world may know that you have sent me, and have loved them as you have loved me. One, 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 one. Throughout his prayer, he continually prays that Christians be one, but we're so divided. 
We've got to have our own little denominations that teach our own doctrines. We need to go to the Word of God, for it is the truth. John 17 and verse 17, in this same prayer, sanctify them by thy truth. Thy word is truth. If you can't find your doctrine within the Holy Writ, then it is not right. We need to make sure that our doctrines are from the Scriptures. And we need to get together because Jesus prayed for oneness. And that oneness needs to come from being one like Jesus, the Father, and the Spirit are one. One in doctrine. Jesus always did those things that pleased the Father, John chapter 8 and verse 29. And so we need to get together as people that desire to be followers of Christ and do away with all these different doctrines and get together on the Word of God. Church, we need to remember that there is only one body and one way to enter that body. In Colossians chapter 1 and verse 18, it says, And he is head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have the preeminence. We need to give Jesus the preeminence and just understand that he is head of the body, the church. Notice the singularity of that, the church. Not the many different churches, but he is head of the body, the singular church. In Acts chapter 2, Verses 37 through 47, the Bible says, Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart. And Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said to them, Repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is to you, and to your children, and to all who are afar off, as many as the Lord your God will call. And with many other words, he testified and exhorted them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized, and that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. Notice something in verses 40 and 41 of Acts chapter 2. It matches exactly what Jesus said in Mark chapter 16, verses 15 and 16. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized will be saved, but he that believeth not will be condemned. Well, let's read verses 40 and 41 again. It says, And with many other words he testified and exhorted them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. Be saved. And then he tells them how. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized. Those that believed the preaching that Peter had just said were baptized. But that's not where it it stopped right there. That's how they were saved. Then those who gladly received his word, those are the ones that believed. And what did they do? They were baptized in order to be saved, in order to be saved from this perverse generation. And that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship in the breaking of bread and in prayers. Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now all who believed were together and had all things in common, and sold their possessions and goods, and divided them among all, as anyone had need. So continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking of bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart. And the Lord added to the church daily, those who were being saved and praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who are being saved. The Lord added to the church. There's only one way to get into this church. There's only one way into it. And that's for the Lord to add you to it after you've believed and were baptized. Church, we need to remember that there is only one body and one way to enter that body. So as we go about our lives today, Let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you.
We thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Bible Media by visiting our website, BibleWayMedia.org. You can find all of our podcasts and all major podcast platforms. As always, we thank you for listening.